0: My hope for this episode and bestie conversation is to give you a tangible takeaway for how you can take care of yourself better, how you can fill up your own cup more and and more effectively and realistically. Hello, besties! Welcome to the Bestie for Life podcast. I'm your host Kelly Ann, and I'm so glad you're here. Taking care of ourselves is crucial, especially in the world today. And we are constantly being told different ways of how to take care of ourselves, but they're missing the mark. People are coming with real problems, right? They're frustrated. You're feeling tired. You're feeling unsatisfied. You're feeling overwhelmed. And, and I've been guilty of this too, but, but a lot of the time it's like, oh, we'll do some self-care. You know, you've had a hard day at the job go home and do some self-care or, you know, your relationship is frustrating and you are, you know, angry about something, do some self-care when that's not really either. It's not specific enough or we're constantly being told what self-care is when in actuality we've kind of gotten it wrong as a society and we're human. We're going to make mistakes, but I would like to set the record straight on what I have really found self care to really be, and I did not figure this out by myself. But <laughs> I learned this from many people, and um, I'm really grateful for the people that have are in my life or who I've followed and have explained it. So I am going to share with you about what self care is, because I don't think we can get rid of it. It's the, the concept of taking care of ourselves is a really good one and <laughs> necessary, but We need to maybe change how we are applying it to our life. My hope for this episode and Bestie Conversation is to give you a tangible takeaway for how you can take care of yourself better, how you can fill up your own cup more and and more effectively and realistically, to make sure you know that you aren't alone in your desire to change, but frustration and where you're at in life. And... To make sure that you know that you are starting in the right place by acknowledging that you matter, by wanting to change, and to let you know that I've got some things here for you to hopefully help you along your way. I think one of the most helpful places to start is going to be understanding what self-care is and what it's not. Author and therapist Nedra glover Tawab is Amazing and a fantastic resource on self care, boundaries, personal development, and just healing in general. And she is on Instagram at Nedra Tawab, and she's a great follow. But she specifically is someone who I felt like really shifted my perspective on what self care is and how to actually take care of myself, what I need to be doing to really maintain my peace and energy and keep going instead of what i was doing for self-care and really still burning out she explained how as a society we are mostly doing what she explained as self uh, as aftercare. we are exhausted our energy is depleted and and like she said we're going from crisis to crisis i like to imagine kind of like if energy was our currency, right? And you've heard the expression, or you've probably even experienced it where you're living paycheck to paycheck. That is how I deem applying aftercare to our lives is with our energy, right? We're just going from paycheck to paycheck. We're trying to get from one thing to the next. We're never really putting anything in the bank. We're ha- we're getting energy from anything we're doing and then, ex- and then expelling it to take care of ourselves, our people, our jobs, whatever that may be. So that is aftercare, and while it will keep us going, it's not very sustaining, and typically there leads to a lot of burnout in people's lives when we're kind of just, just doing aftercare. What we actually want to be doing that will actually help us is self-care, and that is preventative care. That falls into the category of things that we do or, or maybe we say no to doing to maintain our peace and to build and maintain our energy. These don't have to be big gestures. They can be simple and, and honestly, in my opinion, the more simple they are, the more likely we are to actually do them during our day and, and during our week. Another way of thinking about aftercare versus self-care is aftercare is kind of like the antibiotics you take when you've already gotten sick right? But self-care is maybe drinking a lot of water, taking vitamins, making sure you eat your fruits and vegetables. So that happens before we get sick. So that when we do inevitably get sick during the flu season, or maybe it was COVID or whatever, um, it's less severe or we can fight it off quicker. Not to say that like doing all those things is going to make it so that you never get sick again, but a lot of the time it can Self-care is also proactive, whereas aftercare is reactive. So for example, I have a really bad day. I come home and I order my favorite food and I watch TV because of this bad day. That's aftercare. On the other hand, I have a really bad day. I come home and I go on my nightly walk. That's self-care. It's not so much that it happened before the bad day, but it's more like I've been consistently going on this walk every day, and that's where that proactiveness is happening, is that bad day still, you know, was terrible. I'm probably still going to order my favorite food and watch my TV show, and there's nothing wrong with aftercare, but the self-care is what keeps me sustained, right? It gives me the energy to keep going and not burn out or start numbing out life. Now, I have definitely been someone who has come up with a lot of excuses for why I couldn't do self-care. I have not done self-care for many, many years just because of these excuses that I've come up with. Um, So if you're somebody who's kind of listening and going, oh yeah, I know, but like I have all these other things to do, or I'm too tired, or I don't have the time, or I don't know what to do. First off, I feel you. I've been there. And Also, let's kind of maybe break free of these excuses, and if you're ready to make these changes, let me help you get there. My first thing would be, if you are struggling with the idea of finding the time for it, start tracking your time, because you will start to notice when you're wasting time on things that you don't need to be doing. I know for me, Instagram was a huge time sucker, and I have you know, now manage my time a little bit more with setting time limits on my phone and just being more aware of it. And so I can fit more self-care and just more activities that fill me up rather than just kind of wasting away in front of my phone. I would say that typically there is time in our day to do self-care, even if like just find 20 minutes, right? Like I bet if you looked through your day, you could find 20 minutes for self-care another excuse that i tended to use and i've heard a lot of other people use is the idea that there's more important things to be done or and really what i think that message sends to us and that we internalize is i don't matter my needs don't matter i'm not as important as x y z ah i it like it makes my heart break when i hear someone talk about how what they're needing is less important than maybe someone else's needs, even when that's someone who they love, whether that be someone that they're a caregiver for, a child, friends, even jobs that are you know really important to people. My heart goes out to them because they're feeling that way. But what I want to like shout from the rooftops is, if you're not taking care of yourself, everything around you suffers. I think back to the airplane analogy that everyone probably has heard of, which is if the oxygen masks drop down, you are supposed to put yours on first before you help anyone next to you. And that includes, you know, your children, because if you're not getting the oxygen you need, you will not be able to help anyone else. And I also will say when we are giving to ourselves first, we are able to give to others better. We show up better in our jobs, in our relationships in our hobbies and passions and in life, because we are meeting our needs, filling our own cup, and maintaining our energy and peace. So there's less resentment because we are taking care of ourselves. And it also shows and gives the example to other people that they should be taking care of themselves as well, and prioritizing their well-being and taking care of, of themselves. And that goes for children learning that as adults, we take care of ourselves, and that's adults learning, oh, I take care of myself as an adult. (laughs) sometimes the idea of starting self-care can be overwhelming because we don't always know where to start or what to do. And my first kind of thing that I would want to say to that is we have been tricked, I think, by media and society to think that self-care is this big elaborate thing. I mean, I even saw a commercial the other day that was for, I think it was an almond company and they were talking about it being self-care. Now part of me is like, yes, because eating a snack can be self-care. And if you like almonds, go for it. The other part of me is like, oh, but do I like, it's one more thing that I have to like buy to practice self-care start simple start with what you already have and what you can do without buying anything without having to exert too much energy or too much time find that five ten minutes to stand outside journal for five minutes or write down three things you're grateful for take a walk for 15 minutes um doodle and draw right like it doesn't have to be these big grand gestures of a huge spa day or um, going out and doing this huge trip with your girlfriends. Those are all great and fun, but they're not going to be the realistic routine daily things that you do that are going to like keep you going and help you not burn out. Keep it small, keep it simple, be realistic to who you are and what you do every day. And that's how I feel like self-care doesn't become this overwhelming thing that one more thing that you have to do. Sometimes I have felt like doing self-care won't make a difference. And if that's something you can relate to, I'm really sorry because that hopelessness can be such a frustrating experience and exhausting because it easily stops us from doing something before we've even started. And it, that just, it, it is, it's really hard. But what I would say to that is, it's worth it to try even if you don't think it's going to work because the risks of me not trying are much worse than me trying something and then actually it ends up working or even if it doesn't maybe it wasn't the thing for me but i can try something else and finding something i can do consistently day to day like i would challenge you find find something you can do every single day for three weeks I've heard it like it's like 21 days, I think, to form a habit. So give yourself three weeks where you're going to do something every single day. You're not necessarily going to feel it during the time that you're doing it. But, but after those three weeks, I would guess that it's making some kind of difference in your life and you can kind of hopefully reflect and, and see that difference in three weeks. Lastly, sometimes we don't know what to do because, again right? Like commercials and movies and even, you know, social media is going to tell us what self-care is. And and either we don't like that version or it doesn't really fit our life or we don't have the money for it. Um, so it's kind of hard to figure out what you can actually do to take care of yourself. And I would like to provide you with two different strategies on figuring out what you can do realistically for yourself to figure out what self-care will fill you up and and give you that energy, maintain your peace while not taking too much of a toll on you to actually do it. So there are two strategies that I'm going to give you. And that is the strategy of self-care in time and also self-care in categories. So we're going to start with a categories one. And this this was inspired by creator Stephanie Zito, who is a fabulous follow on Instagram. Um, she's at, The handle is at self-care spotlight. And she kind of gave explanations of what each category was and then listed a couple of examples. And so that's kind of what I'm going to do. I have a few different um, categories, but then some of the ones that we match on, I'll give her kind of summary of what the category is because I think she did a great job of um, giving that concise explanation. The Six categories that I'm going to put out there are emotional, physical self-care, recreational, social, logistical, and mental. You could also include spiritual. Um, I've also done a category of hygiene. Um, so there's there's definitely more categories out there. And if you have a second, like sit with me and do this activity because it can, it's worth your time to figure out what self-care is because it's hard to think of it on the spot, but when we have a list, it's it's a lot easier. So let's start in emotional self-care. Zito defines this as activities that help you connect and and reflect on emotions. This could be journaling, meditating, therapy, even crying. I have I've literally put on a movie that is really sad just so that I can cry about it and release any kind of pent up energy that I have um, inside me. So crying is definitely (laughs) self-care. Physical self-care. These are activities that improve your physical health. That can be movement, a walk, that could be eating a meal or a snack and drinking water. Recreational self-care, that's going to be activities that focus on having fun. So that could be watching a favorite TV show or a movie, doing a hobby just for the sake of it, you don't have to be good at it, listening to a comedy podcast or a comedy special. Or even like playing video games or board games, something like that. Things that are fun to you that you have fun. And if you have a hard time thinking, what is fun to me? You can kind of go back to anything in childhood that you did. I was a doodler. Um, I loved to be outside and swim, Um, you know, different things. I loved singing. So, like, one of my self care activities is sometimes I just make sure that I have time in the car by myself and I put on music and I sing at the top of my lungs and I'm. I'm sometimes driving somewhere with like for a reason, like doing an errand or whatever, but sometimes it's just me sitting in my car in my driveway singing (laughs) my songs. Um, So yeah, that is self-care I'm having fun. Um, Social self-care, these are activities that help nurture your relationships with others. That can be texting a friend, sending memes, making plans to meet up. I'm also gonna put in there that you can also say no to plans. Nurturing your relationships also looks like saying yes when you want to, saying no when you don't want to. Respecting those energy boundaries can still nurture your relationship because there's less resentment when you say yes when you mean yes and when you say no when you mean no. Um, Also, a six-second hug. If you have someone that's close to you that's trusting um, that you trust, ask for a hug. It can really be awesome sometimes. It's just what you need. Um, logistical self-care. So she, Stephanie defines this as tasks that help prevent future stress. This one to me is sometimes the most helpful and also like the worst one. (laughs) It's the, it's like the one that you're not going to feel good while you're doing it maybe, but afterwards or like later on in the week, you're going to be like, oh man, this is so nice that that was done or that I took care of that already. Um, so these kinds of things could be making a schedule for your day or your week, budgeting, um, have, you know, organizing something in your house, meal prepping, doing the dishes, um, doing a, like a 10 minute pickup at the end of the day, those kinds of things. Again, not fun in the moment, unless maybe like I put on music or I like listen to podcasts when I'm doing those kinds of things so that I can make them a little more fun. Um, but, but the payout from them means so much less stress and overwhelm later on. Mental self-care is activities that improve mental health or stimulate the mind. So, This can look like taking your medication every day, getting outside, resting, taking a nap, or it could also be like doing puzzles or drawing or reading a book. Things that get your mind and your brain going. Okay, now we're going to switch to the time strategy. We have a list of things and activities that we feel like are going to fit into self-care that we'd like to do or that are helpful and and, um, necessary for us. Now we're going to, we're going to categorize them based on time increments. We have five minutes, 15 minutes, 30 minutes, one hour and two plus hours. So in the five minute time increment, I can take medication, I can drink a glass of water, I can brush my teeth, I could journal for five minutes. Those are each of those activities, I would say spend about five minutes. For 15 minutes, I could take a quick shower, I could text someone or call somebody, walking or getting outside, eating, or yes, again, crying. In 30 minutes, I have movement or exercise, making and eating a meal, fold a load of laundry, or listen to a podcast, watch a TV show. In one hour, I could have a therapy session, I could organize my closet, and I could also get a massage. In two plus hours, I have um, hiking, I could nap, I could watch a movie, I could read a book i could organize part of my house i could meal prep for the week i could definitely in each of these categories i could definitely do some of these things for longer or shorter right like i could take a longer shower or i could take a longer or shorter walk but it's really just putting them in these categories to see like oh yeah if i only have five minutes right now but i know i have five minutes and i want to do some self-care let me go and do something you know, quickly so that I'm not taking the whole five minutes thinking of something to do, right? I can easily go, oh, I'm going to go fill up my bot- my water bottle so that I have more water and I can drink it. Um, or, oh, you know what? I've got 30 minutes and the sun is shining. I'm going to go stand outside or I'm going to walk around my neighborhood, different things like that. Hopefully these two strategies though can just really help you feel like self-care is doable and realistic and you can start seeing it happen in your life in small and simple ways. Okay, so now I want to throw in a couple of like hacks for how to make self care stick. I am notorious for my lack of follow through, Um, I'm working on it, (laughs) but um, there are some things that I feel like I have found to be helpful when I'm trying to create new habits with my self care especially. The first one is attaching a new self-care habit to an already established habit. This could be: I'm charging my phone now in the bathroom next to my toothbrush, so that when I plug in my my phone at the end of the night, I am right there. I could brush my teeth. Or maybe you have a hard time remembering to take your medication in the morning um, or at night. Put it put your medication and a bottle of water. Um, that does not leave your nightstand or table or wherever (laughs) next to where you take your eyeglasses off or your jewelry or, um, you know, right by your lamp, um, before you go to bed or when you wake up, putting it by something that you're kind of already doing makes it so that it's kind of easy to just add it to it. The next thing i would say is set alarms and timers for everything like set alarms to help you remember to do things set timers so that you remember when to stop so you don't burn yourself out Um, it's important to do a little bit but not so much that you won't show up the next day scheduling it putting it on your to-do list i function off of lists and when i specifically put like really specific self-care actions onto my to-do list i'm much more likely to do them one because I get immense satisfaction out of crossing things off of my list and two, I just am constantly getting that reminder as I'm going throughout my day and checking my list off that like, Oh yeah, I need to do that self care item or, um, you know, I need to be drinking like I'll even put like drink three glasses of water and I'll cross off each one as I drink them. Um, and then the last thing is to buddy up. Um, so sometimes, Having either accountability or just someone that's doing it with you can be really helpful when you don't necessarily either have the startup energy that you want to go and do it or the follow through. Um, I had a friend who she and I kind of bonded over the fact that when our mental health kind of tanks, so does our hygiene. And specifically, we were talking about brushing our teeth. It's one of the first things to go. And so we decided to send pictures of ourselves brushing our teeth, whether it was in the morning or at night, to each other. To kind of be like, ah, I'm doing it, you know, and kind of remind the other person that they, you know, wanted to as well. And it was really, it was, it was kind of funny. Like it wasn't judgmental. It wasn't shameful. It was just kind of fun to be like, you know, silly face, toothbrush in mouth. Here's a picture of me. And the thing is like anytime she sent a picture of her brushing her teeth and I hadn't brushed my teeth yet. I would, it, I would either almost immediately go and brush my teeth or I would like always make sure I did it. So I don't know if that's like friendly competition or <laughs> if it's just actually that buddy system of like, oh yeah, like this is good. I wanted to do that. Um, but yeah, so buddying up, telling somebody what you're wanting to do, seeing if they'll do it with you, I think is a great way of um, helping yourself really get a habit going. Last thing I wanted to kind of almost like acknowledge in this bestie conversation is is the kind of self-care that for me helped me survive during really incredibly hard seasons of my life. Um these are times when I was either really depressed or just running on empty and and trying really hard to just like keep going and keep functioning and this, for me, still felt like self-care, even though I'm sure other people are going to look at it and be like, mm, what? <laughs> but I want to tell you it anyways, just in case there's anybody else out there that was like me who um, doesn't know, either doesn't know that this is this is okay, that you can do this to help yourself, or or, you know, you are doing it. Like, great job. This counts. Like, self-care. <laughs> Check. Here is a couple of those things using paper plates. I joke with people that they saved my life, but I am only partially exaggerating because when I am at my worst, the idea of doing the dishes stops me from cooking and stops me from eating. When I have paper plates, it's, it's making existing require one less task to take care of myself with, right? I don't have to worry about as much cleanup if I'm just trying to eat something on my plate. Um, that's paper that I can throw away. I don't have to worry about doing the dishes or um, cooking something. I can heat it up on the, on the in the microwave on my paper plate. So just makes it easier to exist. Convenient meals at home. Let me first say, if you are going out, m- grabbing something on your way home because it's just easier, totally. I have been there. However, I also discovered that that was not exactly um, maintaining my, uh, peace because it was still stressing me out because of my budget and going out fast food is expensive. Like it adds up over time. And so I started to look for what are, what are convenient ways for me to then still be eating, but maybe not, you know, at the end of a long work day, I I still might not have the energy to really make something. So how can I have the convenience of what fast food is offering me, but at home and for cheaper? So this looked like I was buying frozen vegetables. I had prepackaged salads. I was buying the frozen kind of meals, um, like a frozen lasagna from the grocery store. Or if you're, um, if you're a Costco member, their chicken and cheese taquitos are like a staple in my freezer. (laughs) I always have them. They are my favorite. Um, but it, and and a lot of Costco's pre-made and Freezer meals are good because they can last you a long time where they can feed, you know, a big family. Um, And again, it's just popping it in the microwave, putting it in the oven, baking it, and it's just convenient, but it's, it ends up being not as expensive and it ends up being, a lot of the time it can be more nutritious as well. Okay, Um, another thing is grocery stores are offering the online ordering and picking up or even having it delivered. Sometimes the last thing you want to do is have to walk into a store and think of all the things you need to get or just be around other people. So this one again is something that like in my worst moments, this was really convenient and made me again, maintained my peace and energy because I didn't have to expend as much energy to get things that helped me live and survive and exist. Um, And so just really a really helpful one okay lastly um it's asking for help self-care it does mean taking care of yourself but there are different moments in life when you can't do it alone and that is okay last year i was really struggling and having just i was definitely like in kind of a really dark place and it wasn't until i started asking for help by recognizing and kind of acknowledging it with my my husband and um and kind of being encouraged to go to therapy that I was able to even just start functioning more like myself and that took me asking for help so that's me taking care of myself and also letting someone else know that like hey I'm I'm not I'm not okay I need some help and that can look like asking for help from a sibling from a friend from your from your partner um from a therapist and I could not recommend that more because it can be life-saving to recognize that like you're not alone you don't have to do this all alone and asking for help is a very valid self-care moment thank you for listening I hope you have been able to take away some realistic ideas about how to include self-care and at the very least learn what self-care truly is and how it can help you I want people to feel like self-care is doable and realistic for them and it's not just what we see in the commercials or movies but it's what we are doing for ourselves to maintain our peace and our energy i would love to have you share with me the different moments of self-care you are doing during your day so if you want to post them in your stories tag me in them and i would love to share them so that we can start to feel less alone and we can share the love and encourage people Um, to continually have that self-care in our our daily routine and in our lives. So thanks for listening. Thank you, Besties, for listening to this week's episode. Leave a review if you would like. Send some stars my way. It is much appreciated. If you are wanting more Bestie for Life podcast in your life, you can follow me on Instagram at Bestie for Life podcast. This is where I'm connecting with listeners and hearing from you. Later, besties.